Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1,483 today. Let's do an update on Ryan Johnson's new trilogy of movies, shall we? Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars Galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So, here's the deal with the new trilogy of movies that's being worked on by Ryan Johnson. We are in the stages even before pre-production. We're not even in pre-production. We're in pre-pre-production, if you will. We're in story development mode. Ryan Johnson is undoubtedly hard at work working on the first script for the first movie of the three movies set the trilogy and also probably the story arc for the entirety of the trilogy as well. I mean, if you're going to do a trilogy, then you've got to have a cohesive arc. And this whole trilogy is going to be overseen by him, even though he is just writing and directing the first movie. But you know that as he's developing this, he is going to be looking at the entirety of the story, not just his first movie within it. And there's a new wrinkle in the whole question of when this movie is going to appear. Initially, because of the fact that we were going to have Indiana Jones 5 debuting in 2020, it seemed likely that we wouldn't see this first movie in Ryan Johnson's trilogy until 2021. However, a couple of things have happened since the last time we talked about this that suggest the possibility that maybe, just maybe, it could arrive in 2020 after all. First of all, there was an interview with Ram Bergman, who is Ryan Johnson's longtime producer, and he was asked about when we might see this first movie, and he said, you know, nothing's really in the works yet. We don't know. We haven't got a date at all. And he said, maybe in two years. And of course, you want to jump on that in here. Maybe in two years? Well, that could be 2020. Holy cow. So there's that. You know, it sounds like the, you know, iffiest of propositions. Maybe in two years? Nah, no, that's pushing it. Okay. So let's start there. Part of the reason why the 2020 thing is also now becoming something more worthy of consideration as a possibility is the fact that Indiana Jones 5 has moved from its July 2020 release. It is now going to be released in July of 2021. It has been pushed back a year. Suddenly, Lucasfilm does not seem to have a movie to release in the year 2020, which is a rather interesting proposition. And as far as movie releases go, Lining one up in December of 2020, well, that would certainly give Ryan Johnson as much time as he possibly needs, in theory, to get his movie into theaters. But December of 2020 also features the release, so far, tentatively, of Avatar 2, the long-awaited sequel to James Cameron's sci-fi epic. And... I don't know if they really want to go up against Avatar 2. In fact, at some point, I think it was really the reverse, that Cameron didn't want to go up against Star Wars with his Avatar movie. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic in and of itself. But for the sake of discussion, 
Let's see if this is really possible, all right? Let's assume, shall we, that Ryan Johnson, because it's already been announced that he's going to work on a new trilogy, that he's been noodling with ideas here and there, but that he wasn't really able to get down into the nitty-gritty of the work until, say, after The Last Jedi came out on video. So let's just say April, that he was able to actually start getting down to work in earnest on this new trilogy. And because of the fact that it's a brand new trilogy, it's not just one movie that he's working on, let's give him the entire rest of 2018. I mean, six months for writing the script probably would have been fine. And that's basically what it was for J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio for doing episode nine. Don't know how much of the existing draft that came in from Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly they kept or anything like that. But let's just say Johnson has the entirety of 2018 to get the script in place. All right, so 2019 starts and they enter into pre-production in major, incredible overdrive fashion, okay? So let's give them six months and say that if that's the case, then pre-production should be wrapped and principal photography could begin by July of 2019. Let's assume anywhere between three and five months for that and they could be done by Thanksgiving of 2019. And they've got, well, you know, heck, if they wanted to try and hit that July 2020 date that Indiana Jones had previously been in, that would give them seven to eight months, roughly, of post-production time, which in theory could be enough. I have a feeling with a new trilogy, they'd probably want a little bit more time to work on it. So certainly... At that rate, December of 2019 should be a cakewalk if everything goes as smoothly as you could hope for it to go. And based on the way that Star Wars movies have been, have been developed so far, it seems like getting it done in 2020 sometime for release by the end of the year in 2020 is a legitimate possibility. The only problem becomes where to actually get it in 2020 because... That July 10th, 2020 date, well, there's nothing that's been announced as filling the gap there once Indiana Jones moved out of there. So, yeah, that's the, that's, I guess, the ideal date in theory, if they can hit that. August and September, which are generally considered, quote-unquote, dumping grounds for movies that weren't going to be good enough to debut earlier in the summer, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, putting a Star Wars movie out in that space could be sending a bad signal in a way. Maybe not. I mean, you know, it's a possibility that it would be just fine, but I know that that would be a talking point in the narrative if it was announced like that. And then you get into October and November and December and things get really crowded. There is a Marvel movie and a Disney movie in both October and November and a Disney live action movie that's currently holding a space on December 23rd. We don't know what any of those five movies are. It just says untitled Marvel movie, untitled Marvel Fox movie, untitled Disney animation movie, untitled Disney live action movie, like that sort of thing. So we don't have the real complete picture of things, but it seems like once you get into the fourth quarter of 2020, it would be very difficult to find a spot for a Star Wars movie, so you'd have to keep your fingers crossed that seven months of post-production to get it into theaters in July of 2020, that seems like the best option. You know, August, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with going into an August release, and I'm sure that there are many examples of August release movies that have done spectacularly well, but 
you know, there's not a lot of time for it to do well before school starts getting back into session, which is something that you'd want to see. And incidentally, if you're wondering about the whole Memorial Day situation, which, you know, for a long time, that was Star Wars's traditional spot anyway. But the Maleficent movie, the sequel to the original Maleficent, is actually coming out on May 29th. So that doesn't seem like an option either. So that's where things stand right now. Q3 of 2020 seems to be the most likely place to slot in a Ryan Johnson directed first movie in a new Star Wars trilogy. We're going to have to wait to hear from Lucasfilm for more details. And, you know, we're in the dog days of summer now. So getting that kind of news, it would be a good time to get that kind of news, quite honestly, because we're not going to see any episode nine news really until we start getting into Oh, what, October, November, December? I mean, we're supposed to be getting some sort of principal photography announcement soon. We, oh, we darn well better. But anyway, we're just going to leave it at that for the time being. Now, let's take a quick break. And then when I come back, let's talk about this whole foo being thrown up about Ryan Johnson deleting 20,000 tweets. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser, if you're enjoying Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, bringing you a daily dose of Star Wars joy for more than four years and 1,500 episodes now, I hope you'll consider putting a tip in the metaphorical tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7X7. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7X7. You can show your support for as little as $1 per month, and if you do a little bit more, there's a little bit more fun for you, too. Again, that's P-A-T com slash SW7X7. I thank you, and Star Wars 7x7 thanks you, too. Welcome back. All right, so I saw a couple of headlines from places suggesting that Ryan Johnson deleted 20,000 tweets because of the controversy that's going on with James Gunn. He was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because some folks resurfaced some controversial tweets that he had put out in 2008, 2009, something like that. Like, yeah, really, you know, awkward, uncomfortable stuff, but The point that we're talking about here is that the headlines were claiming that Ryan Johnson deleted his tweets because of what happened with James Gunn, and we've got to set that record straight. That is absolutely not the case. So you may have heard of the Wayback Machine, the internet Wayback Machine. If you have not, then check out archive.org. It's good fun. And in this particular case, I went back to see if they had done any snapshots of Ryan Johnson's Twitter feed. Turns out they have. And turns out that Ryan Johnson deleted his tweets not in July of 2018, but in February of 2018, which was nowhere near the time when this controversy happened. Specifically, between February 5th and February 12th of 2018, the February 5th snapshot shows him as having posted more than 24,000 tweets, and the February 12th snapshot shows him as having posted only 2,000. So, Nothing to do whatsoever with the James Gunn thing, so please ignore that narrative if you are seeing it anywhere online. And that right there is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you ride your tauntaun past the first marker, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash SW7x7. 
It's not a forced ghost vision, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.